What about Vietnam? A podcast with Gary Newsom. The series where Gary talks with travelers about their experiences and adventures. Find out more about Vietnam from the people who have actually been there. What about Vietnam? Whether it's adventure, exploring the culture and cuisine, shopping, or just soaking up the sun. Let Carrie and her travelers pave the way for a magical holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Xin chào and welcome to What About Vietnam. I'm delighted to be recording this show from Vietnam. I'm sitting in Hoi An and I've been one week in the country. Boy, oh boy, has things changed. I feel like I'm almost in a little bit of a time warp, as in it feels like about 2016. But I just wanted to do this very short episode as a bit of a revisit to to just help you uh, with your trip planning, with your thinking about Vietnam post-COVID, because, you know, there's so much uh, in the media and it's very hard to kind of get a really good fix on on what it's like to travel here again. And I'm happy to say it's, um, it's, it's easy and uh, there's, there's just a lot of things that have happened to, to make it more seamless, certainly in uh, the months since May uh, of this year. So let's start right at the very beginning and we talk about the visa situation. So uh, where it was in 2019, two types of main visas in the sense that there are a list of countries that are visa-free and you could go to the website. Uh, there's actually a blog on my uh, uh, whataboutvietnam.com website and you can go there and you'll see the list of countries. So you may fit in that. That will give you a visa stay of uh, visa free stay of 15 days then uh, there is the opportunity for those countries that are uh, requiring a visa and I'm sitting in Australia so of course uh, I do have to have a visa but I get up to 30 days with that visa and the fee for that is 25 US dollars allow about two to three days for processing two to three business days and once you get that letter uh, which um, I suggest you you really do need to print that off uh, take that with your passport and your ticket and it's a very simple process now to check in you don't need to or I haven't been asked for anywhere during uh, my travels uh, in Vietnam for my uh, status for vaccination or COVID or anything like that. So that's all, you know, pretty much put to bed. Uh, Nor did I get asked anywhere uh, about my status with travel insurance. Now, even though that wasn't asked, I would still suggest there are still serious numbers of COVID in Vietnam. And while it's pretty much the same in Australia, uh, everybody's looking forward and not looking backward, but I would still suggest that you check with your travel insurance company to make sure that you have got cover, which includes anything to do with COVID. Just just to make sure, like I'm just a kind of girl that, you know, wants to make sure you tick all the boxes. 
So when you're looking to to plan your trip, and certainly if you're a long-haul traveller, you want to have a look now at airlines that are offering you direct flights. Uh, from Australia, you can fly obviously direct into Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi with Vietnam Airlines. But also you might want to check Bamboo Airways as they are also offering you direct flights. So, you know, it's a nice, easy eight hour flight. I did a daytime flight. So I left Australia at 10 a.m. and I got into Vietnam at four o'clock in the afternoon, which was just, you know, just easy peasy. I think the the most staggering difference for me on coming back into Vietnam was uh, getting out of my country uh, and getting into Vietnam, just the absolute contrast. So getting out of Australia and, you know, there's been lots in the news about staff shortages in the travel industry. That certainly seemed reflected in Sydney Airport in Australia where the queues to uh, get through check-in the queues to get through immigration and then the queues to get through security. Uh, It was at least three hours. So maybe just check, uh, depending on the country that you are departing, that, uh, you know, things have caught up. They've got the right staff, technologies are in place and saving time, etc. But at least allow your three hours to get through that because... I was marching pretty sprightly to my gate in the end to get there on time, allowing about three and a half hours to do that. And then getting into Vietnam, like similarly, there used to be long queues. Uh, But I looked over at immigration and, you know, there was like six, seven people ahead of me in each queue. So it was super, super quick. And uh, I was just staggered at having left my country Uh, with those long queues and then coming into Vietnam where I was kind of thinking I'd be up against the same thing. That just definitely wasn't the case. Now, when you start to uh, move around the country and you're going into domestic airports, one thing you are really going to notice a difference in is the amount of domestic tourism. That's probably been the most staggering change I've seen. Um, There definitely is a growing upper middle class in Vietnam, uh, a very more educated, more business, more enterprising uh, Vietnam uh, industry growth. So you're seeing a lot more well well-heeled travellers, I guess, travellers that are travelling for specific regions that they've never been to. I was talking to some people the other day, you know, Vietnam is really opening up in the sense that their own countrymen are wanting to discover more about their own country. I mean, there's some people that have lived all their life in Saigon, but never ventured any further than Saigon. Those people are now changing up and, you know, going to Dalat or going to Munay or going to the northern regions. It's, it's quite staggering. So when you're standing in the queues, where, you know, 2019, I'd be standing in a queue with a lot of Westerners standing with me. I'm now standing abreast with a lot of Vietnamese. So that was kind of a just an observation, I guess, I made very, very quickly that there was certainly less of me and much more of them. Now, uh, 
coming into Vietnam, you're probably your main ports are going to be one of three. Ho Chi Minh City, uh, Da Nang, or uh, Hanoi. For me, it was coming into Ho Chi Minh City. Now, <laughs> Ho Chi Minh City has been traditionally for me uh, pretty much a, a leapfrog frog city. I would come in and I would just think, oh, no, I don't want to be here for too long because of the chaos. It's just uh, – it's a buzz of a city, but it's certainly one – for me, traditionally, uh, just too busy because I'm here for a holiday. I, I want to relax. Well, I decided to take uh, a longer period of time in, in Ho Chi Minh City this time because I really wanted to experience it post-COVID. I mean, 2021, there were some serious lockdowns here uh, in Ho Chi Minh City. And I wanted to see what, what were the signs post that era you know what had changed the last time I'd been uh, there was a lot of construction and there still is but there's there's definitely been uh, some upgrades and just a few different things that I wanted to share with you uh, that may influence you to maybe stay a little bit longer and discover the city so some of the things for me that really hit home was just the the easier way to get around now traditionally walking around and you know you've probably heard also that getting around crossing roads and you know the amount of bikes was really quite difficult and people got quite overwhelmed with it well for me this time I found it quite easy they've made uh, a lot of the the tourist kind of streets etc they've made them walkways so they've added in one-way streets so where there was that crazy mix where you know people were on bikes and kind of converging and you were trying to walk through those there's not as many of those anymore there's a lot more one-way streets so at least you're only having to look either left or right to cross the road if it's a wide road. So that's just one of the things. The other thing is the amount of traffic lights. There's many, many more traffic lights. And uh, I think Vietnamese are getting used to that. And that's also helping guide the whole traffic scene and making it easier for us to, to maneuver the city and get around. And, and then thirdly, the difference is there's many more cars. Now, with that situation, there's good and bad. Certainly, you know, cars uh, have the ability to transport, you know, more than one person. So if you're in a small group or you've got a family or you'd like to travel together, you know, the four-seater, six-seater, that, that car, there's definitely more of those on the road. Uh but I'm a bit of a fan of the Grab app. And while uh, you can order a Grab car or a Grab bike, if you're going a longer distance, and obviously the weather plays a role in this as well, you might want to do the car. But if you've got to be there at a specific time, allow more time for the car. The car obviously doesn't have quite the same maneuverability as the bike so just getting around the traffic is going to take longer and you know like every country in the world every city has got their peak hours 
and Ho Chi Minh City is no different. So definitely with a grab bike and a, and a grab car, the car will get to you quicker. I was able to, because I was going kind of short distances uh, and mainly moving in within District 1, District 2, District 5 uh, and District 3, etc., I was, I was using the bike and I found the bike very effective, very quick. And with the app, the thing I love about the app is that with the cash situation, you're able to uh, know up front how much money it's going to cost you. So you're never at any point or any time sort of feeling like you're going to get ripped off or anything like that. You've got easy identification. They can see your name on, on their app, on their phone. You can see it on the map uh, and you've got a registration that you can match up. So it just kind of gives you, I, I think, another layer of confidence uh, for you to get around the city and, um, and discover it because it's, it's also changing. I found some fascinating places and uh, I really want you to stay tuned uh, to Ho Chi Minh City and, and the show because... I am putting together some interesting tours within that city and uh, I'll be telling you more about those uh, in the coming months. Uh, I think Saigon also is a city where you're definitely going to get your mix of, of street food, but then you're going to also experience some fabulous coffee shops like on all levels and you can eat uh Good quality food, get great coffee. And I, I don't know whether you follow me on my Instagram pages or anything like that. But my new favorite coffee is uh, iced coke, Vietnamese coconut coffee. My God, it is just to die for. And certainly on a, on a warm day, it is the perfect refreshment. But likewise, you're paying, you know, a very small amount for uh, a very luscious drink and just in these really natty interesting coffee shops and they're everywhere all over Saigon. I think the other thing is dining out has changed. So where before you know Ho Chi Minh City in particular was really just about street food and experiencing the markets and and doing that kind of thing. It is now evolving into a very sophisticated city. And it's been doing that just by osmosis, really, just organically in the last few years. But I got to experience uh, A Bai Tung restaurant, which is um, the flagship restaurant for Chef Tung. Uh, I did an episode... Uh, on fine dining with Raj Tunisia and we hooked up in this trip to go and experience it oh my god 19 courses uh, of a degustation uh, menu it was just amazing I just I just don't know whether I'm going to do it justice here in this show but I'll definitely put a link to it uh, in the show notes. So think about Ho Chi Minh City as an experience that, like me, uh, you might want to spend a few more days and discover it from a different uh, angle and from the level that uh, confidently you can get around more one-way straight streets, 
easy walking paths uh, or more so than there used to be anyway and some of that construction now converting itself into some really lovely districts beautiful bars overlooking the river uh, I got to to have a look at the deck which is is an absolutely gorgeous place uh, and then a couple of others which I'll I'll let you know in due course Coming into into Da Nang and uh, are now arriving into Hoi An, you know that's that's been crazy for me as well, because it's it's quiet. I I, I feel I feel like I'm a bit in a, a time warp here. I was saying to someone this morning, I feel like I'm in 2016 when you know Vietnam was really wanting to to grow its tourism market uh, and the city of Hoi An in particular being a UNESCO World Heritage Site, you know, was really targeted as the city that would bring the foreign tourists to it. At the moment, uh, I'm definitely in the minority. I think um, Vietnamese, uh, and and certainly there's a, a, a high percentage of Koreans here at, at the moment, uh, you know, it, tourism is here, but it's not to the extent that it was when I left in 2019, 2020 actually, uh, just uh, as COVID was hitting. It's still a beautiful city. Uh, it's got that lovely Chubon River. The lanterns are still there. Uh, beautiful nook cafes. They're starting to open up again. The shops, etc. My beautiful tailor. Uh, she's she's back working. She hadn't been working for two years, and uh, it's it's just remarkable how they've survived and how well they've survived. Just attitudinally, how beautiful and how gracious they are about welcoming everybody back. And um, yeah, it's just it's just fabulous to to be back and experience uh, the Vietnam that I love. I'm going to keep this uh, episode pretty short because uh, I'm going to be moving on to some other places in Vietnam uh, during my stay because uh, I want to try and cram in as much as I can in my my 30-day visa and have as much as I can to share with you as I go. So uh Show notes will include as much as uh, I can and have covered in today's show. Bear with me, I've got a fantastic episode coming up next uh, on art in Vietnam and we're going to focus that uh, in Hanoi, so stay tuned for that. And always feel like you can go to the website uh, search for a subject, search for a destination. And, and if I haven't got it or I haven't covered, please reach out to me uh, directly at whataboutvietnam uh, at gmail.com. Thanks for staying with me. Uh, stay tuned for more stories and uh, more shows uh, on the What About Vietnam podcast. Thank you for listening. Check out the episode notes for more information. What about Vietnam? Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and stay tuned for more fun adventures in Vietnam. What about Vietnam?